ruler of the synagogue named Jairus had a daughter who was dying. Desperate to save her life, he made the difficult decision to leave her bedside and seek out Jesus, hoping that if he'd come and lay hands on her, she might be healed. Imagine this father's relief in Mark chapter 5 when Jesus agrees to come with him. Yet as Jairus tries to bring Jesus back to his house, there's a great crowd that's following Jesus everywhere, thronging about, and Jesus is soon distracted by a woman who for 12 years had been plagued with an issue of blood who just humbly touched him from behind and experienced healing. I can imagine the potential irritation the frustration that Jairus might have felt knowing that his daughter was in such desperate situation, but seeing Jesus stop to talk to this woman that way. I can imagine how eager he was for that conversation to wrap up and for them to get moving again so that he could bring Jesus back to his house and to his daughter. But then in Mark chapter 5 and verse 35, Jairus receives the worst news any parent could ever hear. But don't be afraid. As long as Jesus is there, even the saddest situations can work out for good. In Mark chapter 5, continuing with verse 35, while he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he had entered, he said to them, why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means, little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was 12 years of age. And they were immediately overcome with amazement. And he strictly charged them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. Can you imagine the desperation, the brokenness that Jairus felt when those people from his house arrived and told him it was too late? Don't even bother Jesus. His little girl was already dead. It was too late. Don't bother Jesus. She had passed away while he was gone. Without him being there, to hold her hand or stroke her head or give her a kiss on the cheek or tell her goodbye. That his wife and all of his relatives were in that house weeping and wailing and mourning without him because he had tried to get help, but it was too late. Don't even bother Jesus. Nobody can change this situation. Except the people saying that didn't really know Jesus. They didn't know that it wasn't too late, that Jesus had both the power and the compassion to still make a difference. So Jesus, overhearing this, because they're not even speaking to him at this point, reassures the ruler 
the synagogue. He tells him, don't be afraid. Just believe. And shooing the crowd away, he takes just Peter, James, and John, coming to the house where the weeping and wailing is going on, and people laugh at him when he suggests that it could even be different. Jesus takes the girl's parents, he takes his disciples, and he raises her from the dead. This wasn't something that they had seen anything like before. Sure, he'd cast out demons, sure, he'd healed the sick, but this girl was dead, and he woke her from that sleep. He raised her from the dead. He demonstrated that he has total power, total authority, and incredible grace and compassion. And there is no point in our problems where we should not bother him. Jesus has what we need. Jesus can make the difference no matter how desperate our situation might seem. As we witness the difference Jesus made in J. Iris's house, we need to learn that for ourselves. There should never be a problem. We should never reach a point where we don't want to bother Jesus or where we think it's too far gone. Nothing will really matter. No difference can be made because Jesus makes a difference. If we won't be afraid, if we'll just believe and follow him, he'll make a difference. And we especially know that's true because Jesus didn't just raise this little girl. Jesus died on the cross. He was buried and he rose. So we have hope that all of us who belong to him will one day rise. We'll rise and be prepared to live for eternity in his presence together with all those who belong to him. So whatever problems you're faced with, whatever struggles you have, do not hesitate to bring them to Jesus. Don't continue to weep and wail. Don't let your life stay in a constant state of commotion. Bring Jesus into the situation, and no matter how bad or desperate it is, he can change it. He can make a difference, and if nothing else at all, if you belong to him, then when this life is over, or when he comes again, he'll make it right, and we'll have eternal life with him to look forward. There's enough of Jesus to go around. He can stop and talk to a nameless woman who's been sick for as long as this little girl was alive and still be exactly where he needs to be to make a difference. And he is more than enough to help with all of our challenges. Just don't be afraid. And don't let weeping get you stuck. Trust that Jesus can make a difference. Bring him into your situation and then feel the joy that follows the week when Jesus does what he alone can do.